The Leaderpreneur Show, Episode 13, The Year-End Review, and Behind the Scenes. Let's go. Welcome back, my friends, to the Leaderpreneur Show, the podcast for leaders to deepen their knowledge while exploring an entrepreneurial journey to start a thriving online business of their own. Once again, I'm your host, Stephen Faust, and I'm here with my great and good friend, Michael Tanner. Hey there, Michael. How is it going, my friend? It's going great, Stephen. How are you? I hope you had a great Christmas. Oh, I did. It was phenomenal. Santa Claus was good. And I really just enjoyed the time spent with family. I'm sure you could probably say the same thing. Yeah, I certainly can. And you made the nice list, apparently. I did. You know, I was worried there for a minute, but uh, I did. I did make the nice list, which I'm a little relieved by. Good, good. I'm always questioning at the end of the year, (laughs) you know, how I've done it. You are too. That's great. So we're getting ready to close this year out. So uh, you know we're we're just just a day or two away from turning the calendar over. So what what do you think for for this episode this week? Well, I thought it'd be timely to just talk about what is and why is it important to have, if you will, a year end review. Um, now we're we're doing this at the end of the year, just because it's you know with the calendar year is flipping over and it's just kind of a convenient time. You could do this anytime. You could do it more often than once a year. You could do it quarterly, monthly, whatever you want to do. But you're, you're taking some time to look backwards and to, you know, consider in the past, the past year for us is what we're doing here. What went well? What didn't go so well? What do you want to do more of? What do you want to do less of? Uh, those types of things. So having that kind of reflection on the year, just first of all, what is it? Why is it important? I thought we'd talk about that today. Hey. How do you feel about that? Oh, it sounds great. I think it's always important that folks, you know, like we talked briefly in our Christmas episode, just to reflect, to reflect back on things, things that went well, things right. that maybe could have gone better. And then more importantly, what can you do to make a shift in your life and in your mindset to have an even better 2020 in this case? Yeah, I think it's just so important because I, you know, this year in review it leads into the goals and objectives we're going to set for the next year or the next time period. Again, and as it's landing right now, it's the end of the year. So for 2020, what are the goals and objectives that you and I have, for instance, for our businesses? Well, it's important. Well, let's look at 2019 and, you know, glean from that any lessons we can learn from it so that that will influence what, what we do in 2020, but also how we do it in 2020 as well. Uh, and so, you know, the first thing I would say about a year in review, uh, as, I, as I'm talking about it here, is you got to look back. And as I said, let's first think about what are some of the things that didn't go so well? What are some of the goals that we had that we didn't accomplish maybe? Or, you know, what are some, some of the projects that we were doing that didn't end on time or didn't end well or, or didn't produce the results that we were hoping for? It's really, really important that we look back on those things that we feel for whatever reason why did that not go well? And then we got to ask ourselves, well, why is it that it didn't go so well? And so that's one element of this year in review. What didn't go well? Right? What's your thoughts there? Yeah, I think it's important. Uh, you, you've, a year, our year 2019, for example, is made up of made up of a bunch of stuff, right? We had right. days, weeks, and months of work, projects, 
leadership things that we've done, mentoring and developing others, uh, completing important tasks for our organization. And what's winning look like? What does success look like? What was there the intended outcome of these things that you, that you uh, took ownership of during this period? And it's sometimes during the year you get so caught up in the, the sausage making of whatever it is you're doing, right? So if it's a, if it's a big project or it's a big transformational uh, business, you know, item or something like that, you get so mired down in the minutia of the execution piece. It, even though you have good intent at times, it's, it's sometimes very difficult to take a step back and, and objectively look and say, how did this go? Were we successful? Did we get the intended outcome? If so, uh, what went well that we can then, uh, you know, uh, duplicate and do again, what didn't go well that we can stop and figure out a better way. And then you add all those things up and you think about all these things you did uh, very objectively at this year end review and can use that to your advantage to really set the table and set the stage for how to go forward. And um, I, I think people don't do that enough. I know I need to do a better job of it. I need to, to take a step back. And, and sometimes during these holiday periods, this Thanksgiving through Christmas period, when, when things can either be crazy hectic or, or maybe not so crazy hectic, but there are the holidays built into that time period that you can have that almost forced time to take a step back and take a look. So the year end from a calendar standpoint makes sense, but it's also a year end from a, the holiday schedules and the time that you might be able to step away a little bit to do this reflection and to make these assessments. So those are some of the things I think about when I, when I start to unpack how right. to uh, look at the year end and, and maybe a, a unique and different way. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. In, in this, this Christmas period or this, this, Christmas, New Year's time frame. A lot of people have a lot of time off, like we talked about last week. And and it's just a really good opportune time to take this pause and reflect back on the year and so forth. Um, but you know, you brought up a really, really good point about did you even understand what success looks like? Uh, so, you know, I, I ask people, well, what do you think didn't go well last year? And so you think about things and and it oftentimes I I recognize is that especially when you've had a little bit of time away from that, well, I'll call it a failure, right? So you had some type of failure in the past year and you've had some time away from it. You can much more objectively look at that now and assess what went, what, what went wrong, what didn't go well. And a lot of times I find that in the go, go, go of the, of the rigor of the time, you went after something and you might not have really even understood what did success really even look like? You just, you just went after it. But now in a year in review, you can reflect back on the thing. You know what? We kind of entered into that. We just gung ho, just went after it. And I'm not even sure we understood what winning looked like in that situation or, or what was going to be successful. We just went after something. And, and you just have that in, with a year in review, you have some time period between the failure and now your reflection that I believe enables you to more objectively look back on that situation. Now I'm a big fan of a retrospective kind of right at the end of something so that you can glean as much learning from it as possible. 
But this year in review, just to me, it just adds an extra layer of objectivity to it because oftentimes you've got some time between the, the what went wrong and what you're reflecting on that enables you to have a clearer view of exactly what did go wrong. So when you're looking at, when you're looking at what went wrong, I, I think the end of the year is a great time to do that because of that objectivity. But secondly, you got to look into, well, what went well? What did go good for us? But I think where a lot of folks end up short here is they just look at, well, what went well? And they'll think of something and they think, well, let's just keep doing that. But really, in this review, you're looking at what went well for the purpose of trying to improve it, make it even better, not just leave it as status quo, but you're looking back at the past year and you're thinking what went well. And as soon as you identify those things that went well, your next question is, well, how can we make those things better? What's your thoughts there on the on the good? What things went well last year? Yeah. And, you know, when I, when I hear you say that, my mind immediately goes to uh, it's this this notion of never being satisfied. It's right. it's continuous improvement because what worked well last year that we would call a success in a, in a world that's constantly changing business, constantly evolving things, becoming different or tougher or more difficult. If you're not changing and looking for ways to be more efficient, more crisp, uh, a little bit better, a little bit faster, a little clearer, uh, then you're going to get left behind because what great or good is now will be mediocre or poor a year or two years from now. So it, to me, it's, it's this mindset of never being satisfied and being in the status quo. It doesn't mean you don't, you don't pause and celebrate the success you had because that's important too, to, to recognize, to, to always think that it's never good enough. That's not the right mindset either, because right. we know we have to improve. We know that the world and business around us changes, whether we change or not. We know we have to keep pace, but don't let that stop you and others from reflecting on those successes and then saying things like, you know, we had a great year. We achieved great things. We closed these three projects out. And, you know, next year, Things are changing. Things are shifting. What we did last year is yeah. going to just be okay for next year. We have to take it up a notch. It doesn't mean you work harder. It doesn't mean that you pound people over the head. It just means you recognize the shift and you put in a different game plan and you organize it differently and you might take it a different direction. It yeah. doesn't mean that, oh my gosh, uh, we've just got to just squeeze everybody harder and harder. Well, if you do that, chances are you're not going to have a team very long because they're all going to check out on you right. and go somewhere else. So, and, and so you've got to be smart enough to recognize the world around you and the shifts that you need to make in mindset and goals that's going to take you not necessarily to a bigger, better place, but a different place that is more aligned with the world today. And uh, it's, it's, it's funny how sometimes people just reflect on only the positive or only the negative, but they right. miss the other side of the opportunity. They miss the other side of the discussion, which is, which is to get better or be different or unique. You have to recognize both the wins and the losses, the, the successes and the failures, because how do you get better if you don't acknowledge the past? 
And how do you inspire people if you can't reflect on the wins? So those are the things that come to mind to me. And, and as I, I think about this discussion, you know, I think about what are the, the few things that people can do to really establish kind of this, this uh, year in review successfully, and then looking forward, what are some of the things they could do to make sure that they grow from this experience that they've just had? Yeah, no, very good point. And, and definitely I want us to to lead in and talk into, well, well, how does this year in review, how does it impact or influence your your goals that you're going to set for yourself and for your team? But you made a really, really good point there around uh, make sure that you are looking for opportunities to get better or ways to get better. And, and, and you're never just kind of satisfied, well, we did that well, so let's just keep doing that. You know, again, as I said earlier, I think that's where people lose a real opportunity as it relates to a year in review and thinking about things that went well, if you don't take it to the next step of, well, now how can I make that better? You've lost a real opportunity. You're not, you're not evaluating, uh, you know, looking back and evaluating things that went well for the sake of patting yourself on the back. You, you're looking back and, and reflecting on thing, those things for the sake of making them better. Now, that being said, I mean, you made a, a very, very good point about, but you can't just have a, a feeling or an atmosphere of we're never good enough and we always got to get better, uh, you know, that you got to celebrate the wins. As you, as you said, you got to celebrate wins, but you can't be satisfied that that win is going to get you through the next year or whatever. I know I use sports analogies a lot, but when a football team, for instance, when they win uh, on a Saturday or a Sunday, whenever they play, when they win on a Saturday, they celebrate that win, but they immediately think to themselves, what won this game may not win that next game. And so for the next week, we've got to do things better. We've got to do things different. We've got to continue to work on the drills and the plays and, and get those things even better because what won this game, even though we're celebrating it right now, may not win the next game. And, you know, in our teams, we've got to be the same way. And so don't miss that opportunity. When you're looking at things that went well this past year, uh, pause for just a second if you won't. Pat yourself on the back but immediately run to how can I make that even better this next year? And so what that starts to do is that leads into your goals now. And we talked a couple of weeks back now on setting goals and, and how to make sure that they're smart goals and things like that. But I'd like to get your insight, Stephen, on how does this year in review, you look back on the things that didn't go well, the things that did go well, and how you want to make them even better. How do you want that to influence the goals that you're going to set for the next year? Yeah. So everything that we've done in this prior year is going to set the stage for next year. And, and whether it's the wins or the losses or the way you think about it with your team, uh, use this prior year as a, oh, what's the word? As a, um, as a, as a model maybe mm -hmm. for how you kind of set the straw man up for next year, right? So it's not necessarily what you're going to do next year, but you've known the path and the journey you've taken to this mile marker. So, you know, you're starting from this mile marker going forward next year. So set the, set the course and the journey and the map uh, kind of leading from where you ended this year, going into next year, knowing that you may be going on a different journey you may be going to a different destination that you went last year, but a lot of the things that were accomplished in 2019 
are going to logically carry through and carry over into 2020, but maybe with a different bent to them, a different bend or a different, different slant on them. And maybe it's going to be a more expansive goal that um, you're going to go after. Maybe there's things you did in 2019 that are going to be incremental in 2020 that you're continuing the, the foundation or the building blocks on the successes you've already achieved. And if they didn't succeed to the, ex- the extent that you've expected, what are you going to do to now establish that roadmap forward to regroup, kind of reestablish where you needed to be or where you intended to be, and then get back on track and move forward from that. Maybe you don't move forward until March, April, or May, and you have to use the first quarter of the year to kind of clean up some of the, some of the things that didn't get uh, fully implemented or taken care of in 2019. But I think the mistake people make is that they, they get to the end of the year and they say, okay, let's forget about everything that happened and let's start everything anew. Just because we turn the calendar from December 31st to January 1st, it doesn't mean that all of the work, effort, energy, relationships, and things that were accomplished just stop. They continue. They continue. But then what intent, what's the intentional way that you establish this next year forward, having built, having um, uh, the experiences you've had in 2019, using it as a proxy for how to grow and build even better in 2020 to make the organization more effectively. And, and if you had a couple of things that you did that like, man, that was a complete and utter waste of time. Okay. Make an intentional decision to stop doing those things. Stop throwing in, in kind of an analogy, good money after bad and go forward at a different approach with a different approach and a different mindset and a different plan. And it's okay. You're going to have, if you do anything that's meaningful, if you have any goal or set of goals that have teeth in them, chances are you're not going to hit every single one of them perfectly. And that's the, that's the, the beauty of reflection to reflect on that and to understand things that didn't, didn't go well. And then how to set, set yourself up and your team up for success going forward. So um, that's the way I kind of think about it, just a transition from, from this to next year and then making sure that, whatever goals I put in place or my team and I put in place collectively that we are serving the greater organization, that they link back up, that they're, they're not off in left field, just doing something that doesn't support the team or the organization more broadly, but they feed into making the organization uh, more profitable, healthier, uh, more dynamic, whatever the, the goal of your organization is, it's really setting the stage and feeding, feeding up into the organization and collectively as your team and how, how you can support it. So my thoughts there. Yeah, no, I, I, we're very much in alignment there. You know, I, I have uh, kind of this statement with my team where we're going to start in this coming year, right? So where we're going to start at the beginning of 2020 is where we left off at the end of 2019, right? And, and so that, if you will, for me, that's that dose of reality, that foundation, that starting point that gets applied now to your goals. Uh, and so for our listeners, it was episode nine. So if you go to leaderpreneurshow.com and you'll just look for episode nine, that's where Stephen and I talked about how to set good, smart goals. But I believe this year in review, and, and as you look at your, your past year, it 
it brings to those smart goals this this starting point, if you will, or this this dose of reality that is the foundation, right? Those goals, I have to start with where I am right now. I can't just make up a starting point and hope I hit that goal. I have to achieve that goal starting from where I am right now. And so we talked about those goals and and how to make them smart. But then we also talked about the importance of creating a plan that helps us get to that goal. And so again, that plan has to start with where I am right now. In this year in review, more than any other tool I'm aware of, this year in review gives you crystal clear vision of where you are right now so that you can ensure that the plan that you're creating to achieve your goals starts in reality, starts with where you actually are so that then you have credibility with your plan that you'll actually achieve your goals. So for me, as it relates to goal setting, this year in review becomes the foundation. It becomes the foundation upon which now I build my goals for, say, 2020. Uh, It's certainly been uh, a part of my last couple of weeks. Uh, You know, we've talked about over the last couple of weeks, you and I have about what are our goals for 2020. And for me, that's had to include some reflection on 2019 so that I can really solidify and, and know where I am right now so that I know what my goals need to be, but more specifically what my plan needs to be to achieve those goals in 2020. So as we get into our behind the scenes a little bit here shortly, we'll talk about some of that, I'm sure, but it's got to be the foundation. A year in review is the foundation for your goals. Yeah. And I, I would um, uh, encourage people to think about the year in review, both from a professional and a personal standpoint as well. Yes. Right. It's, um, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in, in the work that we do that we forget about the most important things in our life, which is our, our family and our friends and our faith and our, and our just reflection on how to be better people, better encouragers, better leaders in our family, uh, better fathers or mothers to our children. And I am by far imperfect on this. I am not I have not um, figured out all the magic formulas yet, for sure. I am a constant work in progress, but um, I, I, I know that about myself. And I know that I need to take some intentional time away in my mind uh, and just think about how I can be a better person and be less judgmental and um, be more supportive of my kids and, and just, you know, Things that we we should probably all do, but maybe we don't have the intent behind it to do it as much as we as we possibly could. So I'd encourage our listeners to to reflect on work. Work is important uh, for sure. Life and family and uh, everything else away from work, I would argue, is even more important because without that, there's no foundation for your success at work. It's your day job. And, um, you've got to be balanced. You've got to, you've got to be successful in all facets of your life, which means you have to effectively reflect on all facets of your life and really, uh, have goals and objectives in your life and in work to be a well-rounded person, in my opinion. So, uh, no, I I just, I was thinking about that as you were, as you were walking through that and, um, just makes me just makes me think of what I need to do personally and and my self reflection and and things I have to just get a lot better at. Yeah, you know, Stephen, you and I agree on a lot, 
but I don't know that we agree more strongly on this idea that family is more important than work right. um, and that, and the impact or the influence that, that the family has and on work and also work has on the family. It's a, it's a huge influence that a lot of folks overlook. And, you know, I think what I would just say, just kind of make a blanket statement if I can, anytime that you and I on this podcast, we talk about the intentionality of setting goals or doing this or doing that. And, and we often or almost always talk about it in the context of leading your team at work and things like that. But you can almost guarantee that every time we talk about this intentionality of doing things purposefully, it applies to the family as well. And so, I, yeah, I would encourage our audience and our listeners, don't just apply this stuff at work. Take it home with you uh, because it makes your 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 home life, your family life, your family relationships stronger and better and so forth as well. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you yeah. more on that aspect. Of no, it. that's great. And it's been a great conversation. I know we're at this end of year and it's just a real timely uh, calendar wise to have, have this discussion. But again, like you said earlier uh, in the conversation is you don't have to wait to the end of the year. You can do it at the end of each week. You can do it at the end of each month. You can do it at the end of each quarter. Uh, you can do it at the end of each project. You can, it, it, there's no right or wrong time to do it. I think most importantly, just be intentional and do it. And, right. and um, course correct. It's all I know, all I can say with a hundred percent certainty is things don't always go as you plan. And it's not, it's not what happens to you in life. It's how you handle what happens to you in life. And the better you get at that, the better uh, and more effective and more impactful uh, that it, your influence will be across the organization and across every other part of your life. So uh, that's a great, great conversation, Michael. And uh, what do you say? You want to transition over to behind the scenes? Yeah, let's uh, let's That's jump awesome. into things. I've I've got a pretty good story of uh, you know year in review and looking back at some of the things that went wrong, and and I can certainly connect the dots for our listeners on that reflection on my part and how that's influencing what I'm doing with my goals and the planning that I'm putting together for next year. Um, and awesome. you know, w one of the things I'll share, uh, it, it's never pleasant and fun to go back and think about failures, uh, but you know, as I look back on 2019, I can't help but see the, if you will, the elephant in the room, which was the uh, the leadership course launch that I had uh, back in the fall, and no one signed up for it. And so we we've hashed through that with our behind the scenes a uh, uh, a couple of times, I think already. But here at my year in review, as I look back at 2019, I had to really assess and evaluate that that failure, that thing that didn't go well, didn't go as, you know, how I'd planned it. And I, as I look back at it now with some time between that, that failure and now, uh, I think you and I made the, the correct assumption, if you will, that, you know, the big issue was I'm just not well known enough in the internet world to start offering a course just yet. And so as I reflected back on that, I came to that same conclusion. So now the emotions are kind of gone, if you will. I've got the, the benefit of time to reduce some of those emotions, but I'm just looking back at the facts now. And I came to the same revelation that, okay, I, you know, at that time period, I just wasn't well known enough to think I could launch a course. And so now I have that 
reflected in my goals for 2019. You and I, again, when we talked in, in episode nine about goals and we've talked a, a number of times since then about I, one of my main goals next year in 2020 is to get better known in the internet world. Now I know the way I just stated it, that's not a smart goal. I, I get it. Um, I'm, I'm putting a lot more detail into that goal, but it's also influencing my plan. And again, like I said earlier, this year in review has to be a foundation. It has to be a starting point for me. And so I, when I'm building my plan to get better known in the internet world next year, I've got to reflect or I've got to start with where am I now? And so that's what I'm doing to use that to build the plan, uh, to do the things necessary so that I can achieve that goal to being better known in the internet world. And so you can just see how that year in reflection has modified up, you know, my goals to some degree, or, or maybe they've just verified my goals, but they've directly influenced the plan that is getting to that goal. So that's uh, a little bit of my year in review uh, behind the scenes so far. Yeah, it's, it's great. And, and you know what, what I just want to encourage you on, and we've talked about this and I'm excited that you, you made that launch of the course, right? It's a, you wouldn't have known and B, uh, you're not discouraged. And, and, and I, I think of people who have these dreams of doing things that never take one step, make, make, right. make one attempt to take an action. And they live their life in this, what could have been, what might have been, what would have been. And you nor I want to live that life. We want to, right. we want to grow and develop this side hustle and the only way to do that is to go kind of put a stake in the sand. And, you know, that for you, that was a course in the fall. Um, I know you've had a few uh, coaching opportunities that have come up and, and sometimes they're not the right opportunity for you or the person on the other end of the phone. And, right. but, you know, just kind of like a batting average, you, you keep swinging, you keep swinging at those fastballs. And sometimes you're going to get a change up and you're going to be able to hit it out of the park. And, and uh, it's funny how, it's funny how the harder we work, the more we try, the luckier we get, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a cliche about that, isn't it? That yeah. uh, success comes at the, the collision of hard work and perseverance or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But I probably shouldn't have tried to, come up with that. That's okay. It's behind the scenes. We can do, we can do whatever we want behind the scenes. Actually, we can do whatever we want on any part of this podcast because it's ours. But you you know, I I look back at the year as well. And uh, I think I'm much more at this point, obviously at the end of the year, the clarity I have compared to six or eight months ago, or even three months ago or two months ago uh, is, is much better. I have much better clarity and focus. I'm the type of person who I can chase a lot of butterflies. I can chase a lot of things around. Um, I get, um, uh, you know, my, my claws and, uh, okay, I want to go do that. And then I'll go spend a lot of time and then, okay, okay. I want to go do this. I'll go spend a lot and I get nothing done. And we've talked about that. I'm always traveling in my mind and I never stop anywhere long enough to make a difference or to uh, grow some roots. So, knowing that about myself and my personality, it's really, really trying to uh, eliminate all of these noises around me and knowing that I can't solve world hunger overnight. It, it's about 
It's about establishing a few core things. And we've talked about this a little bit, but for me, having reflected on 2019, going into 2020, you and I are, are fairly aligned on, we're not well known. Uh, I want to get more into intentional business and leadership and life coaching, as I know you do as well. Uh, I want to have a much better track record of maybe not signing clients up, uh, but by doing the work up front to connect with people more deeply and intentionally that would that would over time uh, as my batting average, you know, I get more fastballs across the plate and I swing more will naturally transition into paid clients, right? Um, it's not, I, I'm going after paid clients. I think that's, you know, starting with that end in mind, you, you may not ever get there. It's about de- developing and deepening the relationships and connections with people more intentionally. So that naturally transitions into maybe a paid relationship with people, but you got to start with the connections. And I, I think that's where I need to take a pause and a step back and say, okay, I'm not going to go sign up five paid clients this month. I need to go make 10 good connections this month and have very intentional conversations and see if a, there's a good fit. And um, if it makes sense, I have a a 90 minute coaching call tomorrow night at 9 PM, my time uh, with a person that, you know, I'm beginning to get a little more traction on these conversations and and I'm going to really think about, Making sure I serve these people with the with the understanding that they're not paying me yet, but they could be paying me ten thousand dollars. I'm going to serve them the same way, and and if something happens and there's a a light that goes off on each one of our sides that we feel this is a good fit, and it turns into something uh, more formal and professional and paid, then great. Otherwise, then hopefully that person got a ton of value and information and left with a positive feeling. Uh, in their mind. I know one thing I'm not going to do is sacrifice um, uh, my pricing. I'm not going to start doing fire sales. I'm not going to, because I I don't need to. And I'm going to hold firm to some of my pricing logic that I've created and make sure that I find clients who are a fit for my coaching style, their, their needs and dreams and my pricing. So all the three things got to line up. And um, it's something that I'm going to be very intentional about uh, going forward, as well as just a brand of making sure I can get better known, making sure the podcasts are are done and things like that. So um, just some of my raw thoughts on on this past year and, and things I'm thinking about going forward. Yeah, no, good stuff. And I know, you know, just because of the relationship that you and I have, that, that's not the first time I've heard most of that. Right. You know, we've talked about it a couple of times uh, through Mastermind, through this podcast and things like that. And so, you know, I just know that your retrospective, you've already talked to me a, a number of times about just kind of making sure that in the coming year, uh, you, you don't get distracted by trying to do a lot or, or you know, everything. Right. And really, really focus. And focus is a big deal. I mean, that is so powerful. Uh, Easy to say, hard to do. Yes. Yeah. And it's not just for you. It's not just powerful for you. It's for, for me as well. And, and, you know, that's been a, a huge benefit for this relationship and, and a huge, uh, you know, if you will, it, it, it's uh it's credit to the idea of a mastermind group is the things you struggle with and you talk about and we, and we work through, 
well, don't you know, I struggle with many of the exact same things. And so when, when we talk with you about focus, it helps me too. Uh, and so, you know, that's why I love this podcast. That's why I love our mastermind group. Uh, you know, I know we talk about that relationship a lot and how we, we gain value from it and things like that. But, you know, I just want our listeners to, to recognize the value it is of doing these things collectively with a group of people and not trying to do it on your own. You, you're not out there alone. You, you don't have to be. Uh, and so I would just in, encourage everyone to find the group like, like Stephen and I have found in a mastermind group that you can get into that'll help you navigate these things uh, because it'll help you with those year-end reviews. It'll help you with those retrospectives. It'll help you with, um, you know, really establishing true reality, a true foundation and really challenging you to set goals and building plans to go after big, big things and not just these little, uh, little goals that uh, don't really move the needle much. Right. Uh, yeah. Part of what we do the most is probably challenge one another. And uh, that's what I need a lot of times. Yeah. Likewise. So, it's a big, it's a big deal to have this relationship. Oh, it is. And uh, I, I love the direction our mastermind is going. I think um, we have, I think since the last call, maybe two weeks ago that we talked mm-hmm. about it, uh, uh, a nice uh, addition with Heather right. joining yes. our mastermind group. So I feel, I feel like Super you and excited about that. yeah, from the, just behind the scenes, I feel like, um, you know, we have our mastermind call here coming up in a little bit this evening and it's, you know, we're going to have to, you know, figure out this will be our first kind of full-fledged mastermind meeting after having kind of an introductory first meeting with Heather joining the um, the, the group here. So we'll have to figure out, get our legs under us on how it should flow and the hot seat. So I, I think it might be a little clunky uh, a week or two, but I think we'll find our rhythm pretty quickly. And I just want to make sure I, you know, I appreciate the fact we got the Voxer set up and we're doing the audio messages and, yep. or you guys are in there, uh, Heather and you are in there, you know, uh, you know, pushing me a little bit on my podcast and, and right. you, you know, I recorded an episode today. Excellent. I did. Yeah, and actually I, I published it, but it's not showing up in my feed. It shows, it shows published in Simplecast today, but for some reason it's not showing up in my feed. So I need to maybe, maybe I have a broken. I'll, I'll have to look and see if it's yeah. for me. I, oh, here I it is. It just showed up. It just, I just refreshed <laughs> and it showed up. It's called my pivot and how to organize team goals. So I see that I do a little, I, I do a little, uh, behind the scenes myself in this podcast of, um, of uh, kind of the way I'm going to approach it and the way my mindset yeah. shift and the way I'm liberating my thinking around, around this, the pod, my other podcast. Uh, Excellent. So Excellent. yeah, we'll talk about maybe that a little bit on my hot seat, not the hot seat, but my, you know, win of the week yeah. and, and things like that tonight. So, so that's good. So I, I don't have to go uh, to work tomorrow morning, so I don't have a commute, but I do have to take my son to work. Oh, now so you have something to listen I, I to. Just, I've just moved it to the top of the All list. All right. I'll be listening to that tomorrow morning. Do you use Do you that. use Overcast or Pocket Cast? I use uh, Overcast. Overcast. Yeah. I I got to, I got to, do you use a premium or the free one? Yeah, I just use the free one. Do you? And, you, and, I, and I, honestly, I don't even know why I use it. Um, I don't know why I don't just use the the default. I use it. I have an iPhone. Yeah, the I Apple. I don't know why I don't. Yeah. Why I don't just use the default? Everybody, you know, not everybody, that's the wrong language, but a lot of people have told me how horrible the Apple one is, but that's all I've ever known is the Apple one. So um, I don't have a, a reference point for that, but I've never found it to be a problem. 
personally, I do anything fancy with it. I just set it to play. Yeah. And, and just, you know, when it plays, I'm listening. Yeah, there so. you go. You don't have to, we're not looking to, uh, to, uh, you know, deconstruct a, a podcast listening app for sure. So right. that's, that's a business I'm not getting into. That's for sure. <laughs> well, well, it's a great conversation today. I, I'm just looking forward to a new year, uh, with this, with this show and continuing to refine our skills in podcasting and, and sharing leadership, uh, tips and tricks and tidbits and knowledge. And then just our journeys of, um, of our behind the scenes and our businesses. So you want to wrap us up and, and take us to the house? Maybe, you know, one thing we didn't do is, uh, you know, give a shout out to the website or anything like that. Yeah, no, I'll definitely do that. Perfect. So, so yeah, um, as we lead into the end of this year, so our call to action for you this, this uh, week is to do that year in review, right? Look at this past year, look at 2019, what went well? What didn't go so well? What do you want to change? How do you want that to influence the goals that you're going to set and the plans that you're going to make for setting, for achieving those goals? Make sure that you, you know, take that as your call to action to go and do that. Be intentional about doing that before the new year starts. Um, and yeah, you can head over to, to uh, the leaderpreneurshow.com. Uh, this is going to be episode number 12, uh, 13, I believe it is 13. Um, and so uh, uh, be sure you check out the show notes there. For episode number 13. Next week, we're going to be coming to you. It'll be the new year. Yes. So we're coming to you next week. We're going to talk about this. The fact that people leave bad bosses. Well, you they know that's true. Bad companies, they leave bad leaders or they leave bad, leave bad bosses. So we're going to talk about that with you next week. And until we speak again next week, be blessed and lead well.